welcome to the ARK Foundation. My name's Jamie Manson, a local freelancer for the Foundation, as well as a researcher for the Oceanic Division. What do I mean by freelancer? We'll get into that. I see a lot of bright, smiling, happy faces to be here today. I'm sure a lot of you are now happy to know that a lot of the folklore elements that you've been told about in life are true. At least, most of them are true. Yes, Mothman is real. Yes, Bigfoot is real. Yes, the Michigan Dogman is very much real, and I have fucking seen them. Before you ask, Cthulhu is not real. Okay? We're gonna, we're gonna set the record straight here. H.P. Lovecraft was an author and a racist. He did not actually see anything that meant anything. It was just nightmares he had. We have assumptions that there may have been something involved that we don't fully understand. But for right now, we're not going to talk about the weird cosmic eldritch shit. Okay? Okay. Can uh, someone get the lights and uh, someone hit the projector for me? I don't have the switch. Yeah, you, you, you just sit next to the projector and just flick it. Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a button. There's a but, there's a button on the left side. Left, my left. Thank you. Okay, so uh, as you see here, this is the. Uh, ARC logo, sometimes called the ARK Foundation. So, ARK is a interesting being. It's not exactly a government agency, but they kind of work in tandem with the government. It's not exactly some... You know, actually, the way to put it is it's like NASA. Think of NASA. It's not technically a government organization, but it is government funded. So, yeah, that's pretty much what we are. Um, we are ARC, um, sometimes known as ARC LLC, ARC Incorporated, ARC blah, 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 blah. Those are the covers. Those are the cover stories. So, um, with our line of work, we have to keep it quiet. The main goal of the ARC facilities is to catalog and capture weird creatures. We're essentially a step up from normal zoologists. We're, we're what cryptozoologists wish they were. We're the badasses running around in the forest with fucking gear and, and guns and hunting down these creatures. Now, we never shoot to kill unless life is threatened, blah, 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 blah. Um, we're here for research purposes and research purposes only. Um, let me look through my note cards right quick. Uh, like I said, I'm a freelancer. So, yeah, we'll talk about freelancers for a sec. So, um, here at ARC, the pay is good. Okay, starting pay is like 25 bucks, which is fucking awesome. But... You have more opportunity to make more money. It just depends on how hard you want to work for it. Um, for instance, I work for the Oceanic Division. 
However, my minor in biology does make me qualified to handle other zoological tasks needed by ARC. I studied marine biology, so I know all about marine life, but I also have an understanding of, you know, other animals. And that's something to bear in mind. All these creatures have bo bodies and physiologies that we as a group can understand. Okay? We're cool with that concept? Cool. So, uh, a freelancer, like me, will be in a division, yes, but if the opportunity arises to where they need someone to go out into the field and other people don't want to, other people are too busy, they will hire outside and they'll ask people with the qualifications that they're looking for. So nine times out of 10, I'm put on some kind of e ecological or biological situation. Um, a good example of this was back, in, back when I first started, I, um, I, 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 ha I had the opportunity to freelance and take care of um, sightings of Michigan's Dogman. I did. I went out and I, I found a whole pack of them. Or I also had the opportunity to go study um, the, the Dewey Lake Monster. Which, for those of you wondering, um, the Dewey Lake Monster is not a Bigfoot specimen. The Dewey Lake Monster is closer to a bear. Um, or back when uh, the Mothman sightings happened around here in Michigan. I went out and took care of that with, an, with another team. Because I was just qualified in handling, um, you know, the concept of, of a cephalopod. Uh, which, yes, moths are very closely related to. Um, so, so that's just something that you guys should bear in mind. Moths, cephalopods, very close. I was able to study the Mothman. And it was a very interesting case study. Um, you guys are going to get little pamphlets depending on your division about what you need to know, the stuff that we know, stuff like that. And I recommend for any of you studying the, uh, the, I believe the Mothman is under the, uh, cryobiology, which is basically our form of cryptic biology, but we say it other ways. Those are basically animals that don't have a full classification due to them just being in such small quantities, there's no point in us trying to just shove them into different classifications. Because there's a lot of them out there that, yes, are far and few between, there is a population. And nine times out of 10, they have a biology that is different from something else. Um, in fact, that's actually a great segue into the divisions. So, uh, I've been talking about the Oceanic Division. I am a part of the Oceanic Division. I am a researcher. I do a lot of the marine biology study. Um, I have seen some things in the oceans that are just beautiful and terrifying. I have discovered giant eels the size of school buses. I have seen trouts with fur on them, which is just interesting i've seen krakens i'm not talking giant squids i'm talking 
Krakens, man. Like, oh my god. Thankfully, they don't attack people as often. Uh, a lot of the time, those settings were actually giant squids. But the Kraken um, would occasionally surface to hunt whales. It's a very interesting um, diet pattern that we studied. Uh, I wrote a whole article about it on the, uh, the website. You guys should go look at it once we're done here. I've also discovered sea serpents. I've discovered plesiosaurs that have been long, long thought to be dead. Uh, my division is what helped rediscover the relicant. Because we thought that thing was extinct. It's not. It's still kicking. Somehow. Kind of wish I knew how, but it just... Just kind of is. Um, don't ask me how that works. Well, that's just my that's just my example. We have the hominid division, which handles apes and ape-like beings. Uh, more closer to humans. So, um, for instance, Bigfoot, Yetis... Uh, Mopinguari, um, technically Mothman does fall into that category, however, it's just such a weird creature in its own, like, class that we kind of needed to separate them a bit, um, because they, they already have so much going on. Same thing applies to the Dogmen. The Dogmen of Michigan and Wyoming and, and Illinois, they're all... Technically, able to be classified in the hominid division. But, we just can't really justify it, you know? It's more canid. They have more dog-like features. Which brings up the canid department. The canid department studies dogs. Um, you wouldn't think that we'd need a whole division on dogs, but we really do. It's kind of crazy how many dog-like specimens are out there. From hellhounds to Japanese spirits, quote-unquote, that can predict future events to dogmen to Cerberus, which, yes, is an actual creature, um, just so you all are aware. Um, the god Hades is not real, but the dog Cerberus is. Uh, we found its remains. It's insane. Um, oh, my God. Um, we also have the botanical department. Now, I know I've made it seem like we only study animals, but we actually study plants, too. Plants are scary, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, we've found carnivorous plants. We have found trees that have sticky sap on them that can move their branches and scoop people up. Pitcher plants that will mess with your smell and make you smell what you most want. Uh, for instance, when I first uh, walked into the lab, they were studying it. Um, for me, it was a, uh, a Bacon King from Burger King. It was, ugh, it was good. Mm. Um, we study plants and plant-like creatures, in fact, in that division, like uh, the green children or the green woman. Uh, the green woman is actually a very important story that I'll get into um, after we talk about the divisions a little more. Um, we also have the elder department. So the elder department is a tricky one. Eldridge beings 
yes, exist. And I know I said Lovecraft was, you know, an idiot. But his version of Eldritch Beings aren't the Eldritch Beings I'm talking about. If y'all have ever read weird fiction, as opposed to Lovecraft's more horror-driven weird fiction, it's something like that. They're not entirely corporeal, and they're not entirely physically, uh, you know, able to be understood by us. Um, can they drive you to madness? Yes, they 100% can. Um, that is why the research team behind it are very particular. Um, so yeah, um, Elder Division, sorry for any of you who are going in with low constitution, because, oh my god, you, you need it. Um, Spatial Division. Spatial Division. Um, head researcher is my buddy Randy. Awesome dude. He has covered a lot of interesting facts in that division. So, Spatial Division, I know sounds like space, but we have the Xenobiology Division for that. If it's aliens, it's Xenobiology. If it's physical space, that's what I'm talking about. So... Um, a good example is, um, towns that will appear and disappear at random. Those exist. Towns will just sometimes appear and disappear. And the inhabitants of those towns are usually weird, man. Like, weird, weird. It's kind of insane how, uh, I've seen people without faces. I've seen creatures that lurk and lumber. And it's not even towns. It can also just be, um, uh, geography. For instance, um, the geography of Atlantis, the geography of, um, the geography of, um, Babel, which does not exist, but does exist. Um, they also handle Mandela effects, because a lot of time Mandela effects will come from things popping in and out of existence. And then, if it pops in long enough, it becomes a part of normal existence. For instance, the Berenstain Bear thing. The book series did exist, and it is a real thing, but the copy in which the weird print of the name Berenstain Bear, instead of the Berenstain Bear, which is what it is here, we're in that, we're in that reality, just so you all know, it's Berenstain, not Berenstain. Those books just kind of appeared, or, or, um, the, the, the actual Mandela effect, you know, um, Mandela, in our reality, did not die. Uh, he really didn't. But in another reality, he did. And the weird thing is, the weird, weird thing is, our Howie, Howie Mandela, what's his name, Howie Mandela? Who knows? But um, anyway, Mandela... Both existed and didn't exist. Don't ask me how that works. I'm not part of the Spatial Division. I've never freelanced for them. And I don't want to because it hurts my head. So, um, Xenobiology, that's aliens. Yes, aliens do exist. Um, they're not little gray men. They're closer to what Lovecraft wrote. I, you know, I, I discredited Lovecraft, but here I am talking a lot about him. But, um... Lovecraft had the right idea. He wasn't... None of his gods are true. But he had a good idea. Um, let me think. Well, so we got... We got the avian division. We got the... Which study birds. 
and UFOs and flying things of that nature. We also have the metaphysical division, which handles, like, I don't like saying ghost, but ghosts and quote-unquote spiritual ideologies that are a problem. So there's that. Um, another, another division is actually one that next to no one knows about. So we're not... Yeah, we're not going to cover that one. It's it's an odd division. And it's not just divisions here at ARC. We obviously need administrators. We have administrators, accountants, marketers who handle the business side of things. We have um, DOUG agents who handle uh, archival work, who handle um, the, the, the knowledge of ARC. Now, I bet this whole time y'all have been wondering, what the heck is ARC? And that's, that's kind of how we're going to top it off. So ARC, as I've said, is kind of like a government contract facility. But ARC was started by Louis Richmond I. Louis Richmond I, his time of life is often debated in the ARC Foundation because a lot of people surprisingly say they still remember him and those are our 70 year old uh agents but like they say they've seen him recently so anyway um louis richmond the first started the eric foundation upon a travel into europe he was backpacking he recently got out of um occultic studies which, yes, used to be a degree. Um, he did his studies and traveled Europe and discovered the Fae and discovered the Green Woman specifically. He fell in love with the Green Woman and the reality of all things because the Fae were true. And if you're wondering, the Fae are covered under the you know, metaphysical side of things because they're, they're their own thing. Also, technically, Elder. It's Elder and Metaphysical work together, as well as Spatial, because the Mushroom Rings do teleport you, but that's a tangent. Um, anyway, continuing on. Um, Lure Switchmon the first mysteriously went missing five years after starting Ark. So he started Ark in a small factory warehouse, and... Essentially, the story goes from his family, Louis Richmond II and III, is that he spent years of his life building that factory. He built it here in Detroit, Michigan, uh, and then it branched. It kept moving. So we're standing in the factory that he started. However, it's definitely been renovated. It's definitely been changed. So, um, if you guys want, there's memorials outside and stuff like that to go look at. But, anyway, he loved the Green Woman. He loved the world around him that was weird and whimsical. Um, you know, rumor has it he and the Green Woman actually had more of a relationship, but we, we're not going to get into that. I don't believe it's true, and I do believe he is dead. Uh, I think they're just kind of pulling an Elvis on us. But anyway, and before I want to ask, Elvis is not... No, Elvis is dead. He's dead. 
There's no doppelgangers walking around. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway. Um, Louis Richmond II took over the, you know, procedures of things. Louis Richmond II was more of a businessman. He understood what art could be, what art could become, and how the world needed it. So, he pitched the concept to the American government. The American government thought it was preposterous. He pulled out a literal fucking dragon out of his pocket. He had a baby dragon, pulled it out, and said, You don't believe in this? Right here. Chad move, if you ask me. I, I will throw some respect at that. I wish I could, like, just pull out a dragon in front of the U.S. government and just be like, this, this is true. Don't know what you're thinking, but you're dumb. Anyway, um, you know, the government at that point was like, okay, um, this could be detrimental if people knew about these things. So we're going to pay you a lot of money. You take care of them. We don't care what you do with them. Just give us your research when you're done with it and move on. So eventually, Louis Richmond III came into the picture. He was a, a young upstart. And he actually took over a lot of the ethical sides of things, which, yes, there is an ethics department, and he started it. So uh, Louis Richmond essentially created a pitch to the American government because there is one thing the American government wasn't telling you. Theodore Roosevelt discovered a lot of weird shit in the American cave system, which is where all the national parks are built, meaning there are things in those caves. So the ultimatum after Lewis found out, we do not kill these things. You and your government has no right to kill these things. We get to study them or else we tell everyone about the cave systems. Government got scared. Government agreed. Now we study. We do not kill we do not harm. We don't even technically contain unless they are super dangerous to humanity. There's creatures far beyond our understanding that we could, in theory, yes, destroy. But there's no point. They're part of the ecology. They're part of the ecological system. Anyway, Louis Richmond II stepped down. He just got tired of it. He got stressed. And Louis Vuitton III rose, and now he has shaped art to be what it is today. Any questions so far? Good. So Louis Vuitton has expanded the art brand. He's made deals with different governments, and he is a wealthy benefactor to a lot of them. He has a fuck ton of money. Don't ask me how. I wish I knew how. But Louis Vuitton III essentially started ARC as a global organization. Now, it's not fully global. There are some countries that don't allow us in, like Russia. So if anything happens in Russia, we have to use the outposts nearby to other countries um, to move inwards. We do have the right to move inwards if they you know, specifically request it, which they have. Um, we don't have one in Japan. Uh, we don't have one in North Korea. We don't have one in Germany, actually. We do have one in the UK. We have one in Italy. We have one in the Ukraine. We have two in China, one in South Korea, one in Australia, two here in Michigan, 
Now, just about every state has one except for Wyoming because Wyoming's weird. And we also don't have Ohio because Ohio is technically a spatial anomaly, which I'll... When I found that out, I just laughed because it made too much sense. But anyway, yeah. So, just, just so you know, be careful traveling through Ohio. We don't have an outpost there. Uh, we got one in New York. We got one in Mexico. We got one in Canada. We got one on Hawaii. We got one most of the East Coast and West Coast. Midwest, we're still kind of in a weird state because, like I said, Ohio's right there. And we don't trust it. Also, Indiana just doesn't want one. So, us Michiganders have to go down or around. It's, it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, um, a lot of countries have it. A lot of countries don't. We're kind of working to try to get in because we want to capture, we want to study, and we want to protect. ARC's main motto is a, a, a lifeboat for humanity. Because if anything goes wrong, we are the first responders to make sure that humanity will survive. Okay? Cool. Uh, I believe that's everything I needed to cover. I've been going on for about 30 minutes now. So, um, you guys have pamphlets. You guys have the websites. You have everything that you need. You can talk to your division heads. Um, so, uh, oh, I forgot to mention... There's a head researcher, right? And then there's someone above the head researcher. They're essentially the commissioner of that division. Um, I'm the head researcher of the Oceanic Division. My commissioner is um, is Gerard. He handles a lot of my assignments. So if any of my Oceanic people have questions, follow me afterwards because you got to follow me anyway. Um, Kanid, you're going to the left. Uh, Bigfoot and hominids, you're going right. Um, everyone just follow the signs. There's a shit ton of you, and I don't know how to direct all of you. I am not paid enough for this. So, um, just flood out. There's signs, and there's agents all along the hallways who will be willing to take you in. Um, you're going to enter your lab and just wait by the door. Because if anything happens inside that lab, you better believe that someone who's unprepared is going to die. So, just chill. Uh, Oceanic Division, follow me. Come on, we got things to do, people.